assessments are just a tool. They are not God and they are not divinely inspired words of God. It's a tool. I like to say that assessments don't tell us who we are. We tell the assessment who we are. Ooh, hmm, that's good. Welcome to Kingdom Over Everything. I am your host and chief fire igniter, Shay Bynes. And I have with me someone who is now one of my new friends. It's Brent O'Ben. What's going on, Brent? <laughs> hey, it's exciting to be here with you. But somewhere in this conversation, I want to know how you got called the chief fire igniter. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I will actually tell that quick story right now. So this happened maybe a little over a year into uh, after starting Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, which it was the end of 2012. And I remember this was a, a time of a fast and, and the Lord had led me during that fast to do a scripture study on the word fire. Hmm. And at that time, I was seeing that fire represented God's presence, that it represented his passion, his purity, uh, power, presence purity, and I'm missing one, but there was these four things that, that, that it was representing. And, and that's when I was doing that. And he's like, this is what you're called to help others to demonstrate in the marketplace. And I heard this phrase, chief fire igniter. So I was Ooh. like, I'm the chief fire igniter. <laughs> and, and did you already get the domain as well? No, I didn't have it. No, I didn't have it. I still don't have the domain for chief fire igniter. I've never even looked don't it up. Anybody. I should go do don't that. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I should go do that immediately after we're done recording. You know? <laughs> but yeah, but so so he gave me that name. Um, a lot of times a CEO will have like a cutesy name. This was like not a cutesy name that I came up with. I wouldn't have even thought to do such a thing. It was a name that the Lord gave me. And so I was like, all right. So this this has been going on for like 11 years now. <laughs> and it, it sounds a little like the Apostle Paul maybe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, so I like it. So I was like, now I got to represent it on my wall, you know, and all the things. So that's that's where Chief Fire Igniter came from. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So thanks for asking. Now you are a champion. Like when I think about you, uh, and just over the last handful of months, as we've been getting to know each other, I was like, you truly are a champion of people. Like when I think Brent, I think champion of people, bottom line. And then it's part of your business name and all the things. So first, before we just kind of get into this conversation, because I want to talk about just having a kingdom lens on like these wonderful assessments. You've been working with Clifton Strengths for decades now. I want to talk about that because a lot of people... You know, they might idolize it or they might or they might disregard it. So, like, how do we kind of bring a kingdom lens to these things? But before we do that, tell us a little bit about uh, the things that you think are super key for us to know up front about who you are and what you're doing in business right now. When you say that I have a heart for people, I remember at 17 years old, feel getting that call from God uh, to help people. Now, at that point, I didn't know exactly how that was going to play out. I thought it was going to be like, you know, ministry as a pastor, which I was a pastor. I was a youth pastor and a pastor in my late 20s. However, over the years, I would say, number one, uh, by being a licensed professional counselor in private practice first uh, or second after my ministry jaunt, uh, then I became a professional uh, 
ICF, International Coaching Federation coach, as well as a Gallup certified strengths coach, it, it's all been around studying people, championing people, bringing out the, the best in people, helping people to flourish. Yeah. And always uh, at the base of that is through God. Yeah. Because without God, we cannot uh, be everything that he has called us to be. That's it. So if you think back to your childhood, your early years, can you point, can you kind of think about like evidence from back then that would have pointed to what you spent your life of work doing? Because you're about to turn 60 this year. Yeah, very gracefully, might I add. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a harsh reality coming to 60. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, I, I remember there's a part of me that wanted to protect people. Like I hated it when other people would bully on other people in school. And I have a couple of different strengths that doesn't mind uh, fighting back. So uh, command is one of my strengths. It's number four. And so I was a football player as well. And I love tackling and hitting. And so, so anyway, I would protect other people in our school. That was one way. And and I think I would speak up. Uh, yes. That's another part of my communication strength that I would speak on behalf of other people. So if people were put down verbally or physically, yes. then standing up, speaking up, uh, you know, helping them to be safe and okay that was one way that it showed up, especially on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. So, okay, now what's your faith background? I remember you sharing with me that you were raised in the Baptist church. Tell me a little bit about kind of your, that faith trajectory and also where it became, like what was the pivotal moment for you, if there was one, it could have just naturally happened, where you began to understand that your faith did inform how you show up with your work life. Yeah, my faith is is a huge uh, part of my life, and my mother and dad were were believers, but they were not church goers. Okay, and so, I, I, but I remember, you know, I I was a hellion, uh, <laughs> I would say, as a kid. Okay, and so, and yet at at the age of twelve, I was able to uh, be drawn to the Lord. And I, I had a grandmother who would talk about God around me. And, you know, every once in a while I would go to a revival or something like that. Really? I, I would be the first one to be pulling on the preacher's pants leg, you know, uh, because I, I knew I was a sinner <laughs> early wow. on. When you were 12? No, I, I, I believe me, I was doing bad things at 12 <laughs> years old. I really was. Um, I, and I knew I needed God. And wow. so I definitely had, uh, you know, a salvation experience. Uh, the quick story on that was I was playing football with a friend throwing pass um, in front of a, a neighbor's yard. And there was this older lady sitting on a, on a front porch and the football went up on her front porch. And so I went to go pick up the football and she said, hey, young man. I said, hello, miss. Uh, and she said, hey, sit down here for just a moment. 
she literally asked me to sit down beside her for a moment. And I'm, of course, I'm kind of like, what is going on? You know? So right out of the bat, she goes, do you know for sure where you're going to go when you die? <laughs> Wait. I mean, just, I mean, just bam, just like that. And I'd already, you know, believed in God. And I think on one level I had given my heart to God, but I really doubted that it was real. And I didn't really have this knowing in my heart that I was really going to be with God. Yeah. And I remember I said, no, I'm not totally sure. And she said, you want to pray? And we prayed right then. And I remember, you know, committing my heart and life to God. And ever since that time at 12 years old, and I'm going on 60, I have never doubted God's faithfulness in my life. And he is my father and I am with him and no one is going to snatch me out of his hand. It's ever since that moment. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Now I have to tell you, I have to tell you if it's okay that the next step though, is really that discipleship phase. Yes, That was, there were five sisters in my little small town that I grew up in East Texas and they were churchgoers with their mom and dad. And these five sisters basically adopted me. I was an only child Uh and you know, I was a lonely only child too. And so they adopted me basically that whole family and, you know, every Sunday and every Wednesday night I got in the youth group and they discipled wow. me uh, throughout, you know, uh, my high school years. Wow. And so that was huge. A, a, a group of sisters from the same family, five of them. Yes. Yes. That were like your big sisters. Were they all older than you or some, were some of the five younger than no, you? No, there was a few. Um, there was probably about three that were younger than me. Yeah. And then two were the older ones. Wow. Wow. And that's... I was in the same grade with Renee, who was the oldest one. Wow. That's so interesting. So now, uh, one thing I learned about you just within the last 48 hours is that you and your wife have been married for 40 years. And that's how we ended up me finding out how old you were. Cause I'm like, that math is not making sense to me. You could you didn't get, you got married in elementary school or something, but you shared with me that you, it was, it was through your wife that you went the, the part of your faith walk grew into mm-hmm. that introduction mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a spirit led life an introduction yes. to Holy spirit. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, man, that next part of my discipleship and growth was, uh, Rhonda was, 17 years old when she graduated high school a year early i was 18. we wound up being at the same college in in texas and i was on a tennis scholarship and we both met each other on the very first day of class and i had seen her actually before uh my first class and i was like whoa (laughs) I remember the the uh, long blonde hair and um, blue terry cloth shorts. She, was <laughs> she caught my eye life. big time, but we didn't talk. And so when I walked into uh, my history class, literally the very first class, I, I looked around like, where am I going to sit? You know, this is my first class in college. And I saw her 
I was like, whoa, okay. I sat directly behind her. <laughs> and well, the rest is history. <laughs> I mean, because you guys got very pretty quickly. Well, we dated two years. We dated two we years. Dated two years. And uh, of course, like any couple, you know, we had some rocky times sure. and, you know, so it was not all like smooth sailing for two years, but, you know, we, we went through two years and during my junior year in college and I was still playing tennis, um, we were married Wow! and had our first child by my senior year oh my in college. That so, is wild. But, yeah. but listen, it says something that it is that, I mean, 40 years of being married when you started, like my husband and I, we got married, we met at 16. We got married at 20. I think I was, I was 22 and mm -hmm. it was about to turn 23 and that was early, you know, we're mm -hmm. about to hit 25 mm -hmm. years, but there's something to be said about that longevity. Come on. Well, that's the grace of God. I'm telling you. I mean, it really what. is. It's the grace of God. And you know, I, when I talk to other people who have not found the love yeah. of their life and yeah. maybe have been through, you know, several marriages, it's, it's humbling yeah. uh, to realize that, you know, through the grace of God that I've found my soulmate. Yeah. And I will say I'm actually more in love with her today than I was even 42 years ago. Uh, it's so awesome. I love that. Okay. So now when you started business, I wanted to talk about this kind of your, your initial point, mm -hmm. maybe because you had already had been discipled by the five sisters, by the time <laughs> you started in business, you already had a mindset that, that like God's involved in this business. Like you didn't, mm -hmm. did you ever or did you compartmentalize like I did? Cause I had no understanding. How was it for you when you first started in business? Well, because you know, I was discipled early on in high school. Uh, man, I just love God's word. I, I just was a voracious reader of God's word. And, you know, in every other theological book I could get my hands on. And so it always, God's word was my foundation, but I did not know anything about business or entrepreneurship. Okay. And I learned about leadership and teamwork as a youth pastor. Yes. And, you know, um, you know, building up, uh, you know, leaders in, in the youth group and, you know, my elder board and things like that. So I think I'd grown in the church around leadership and teamwork, but business, no, not until I became a licensed professional counselor. And that's when I started making money for the yeah. first time in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, whoa, people will actually pay me this you yes. know, just to talk to them and listen to them and counsel them and help them. And I was just like blessed, you know, yeah. financially. And then that's when I started learning about business development and reading every book I could about business development. And I found out I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur inside. And so... I've been on that entrepreneurial journey ever since 1993. Wow. And so applying God's word and him being the CEO and I'm just the co-pilot and the steward with him has been a part of what I've done with my business. Now, I haven't always been as forthright or vocal, sure. like teaching scripture, unless 
I was speaking or teaching like in a, a faith-based setting. Right. And of course, with my, you know, my Christian clients, yeah, I would pray with them and, you know, we would use scripture freely. Yes. It's, it's definitely a cornerstone. Yeah. Who I am in the business. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So the other thing I learned about you in the last 48 hours that really blew me away, I'm going to be honest with you, is... The Clifton Strengths, which you'll need to explain what that is for those who don't know Strengths Finder and all that stuff. But you were the world's first Clifton, Gallup Clifton Strengths certified coach. And I was like, you were the world's first. So first of all, tell everybody, for those who don't know what the Strengths is, give yeah. people a, a sense of that. And then I want to know, like, I need to know some of this backstory. Like how... How you're like the first in the world. That's wild. And how many there are now? Yeah. Thank you for asking. You know, I had started a mastermind uh, in my home, which by the way, went for 11 years. Oh, wow. We met every other week for 11 years. And of course we had all kinds of mastermind members over the years, but I remember in 2007, we invited a business coach to attend the mastermind and just come as a guest. And Steve is his name. He actually lives around this uh, North Texas area that I'm at, just north of Dallas. And he shared about Strengths Finder, what it was called back then. And uh, 2000, 2000. So anyway, I was reluctant at first. I really was because I was trained in psychology and I had a master's in counseling psychology and psychological testing is something I'm, I'm trained in. So right. I was pretty skeptical, uh, even though I had used a lot of assessments in my life, but I was very evidence-based, research-based. And so I I was reluctant. However, I did take the assessment. And once I took the assessment for the first time, and I've only taken it once, is God like not only helped give me a language for how he wired me with yeah. these talents and strengths, but also he showed me that this was to be my niche. And so I started using strengths with not only myself, my family, my clients at that point that I was doing counseling with, and, and it became like my niche. I created a, a website from the domain strengthsfindercoaching.com. And at this point, uh, you know, I started getting an online presence around strengths-based coaching because I had been building a niche. And two or three years on into that, I got a call from, from Gallup. And so they were about to start an, a, a training program for independent coaches. And they basically said, Brent, we want you to be our first coach. Wow. And they the found me. said, hey, we have a trademark on this and you have it in your <laughs> URL. So we're going to send you a cease and desist. But instead they're like, hey. Well, that, that's a funny story because um, I, so there were seven us, of us in this first cohort, and this was like back around 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. And uh, so seven of us were in the pilot group yeah. and, 
you know, competition is number four for me in my, in my strengths. I'm sorry, number five for me. And there's a couple other people that have high competition in this cohort as well, but I wanted to be the first. I wanted to, you know, complete the program, get my evaluations, complete all my coaching. There's several things you had to do, you know, in order to become a certified coach. So I technically was the very first one. And so um, I'm known as the Papa O of the strengths (laughs) movement. Uh, that is so wild. How many are there now? I've been told uh, last count it's a, between fifteen to twenty thousand uh, strengths wow. champion certified or Gallup certified strengths coaches around the world. Wow. Okay. So for those who don't have an um, understanding of what this Gallup strengths assessment is, like, how would you summarize that in a sentence mm-hmm. or two? Yeah. If you think of most. Uh, assessments, personality assessments, they figure out what's wrong with us. When you look at StrengthsFinder, aka Clifton Strengths, it was rebranded uh, after Donald Clifton, who invented StrengthsFinder. It focuses on what is strong instead of what is wrong with us. When you take the assessment, there are 34 talents that show us talent potential to turn that talent into strength. And you can get your top five, uh, but there is an all 34 part of the assessment where you can see the ranking of all 34 talents and strengths. So you'll know your, we use our top 10, not just our top five. And knowing your bottom five, I think is even helpful as leaders because these are things we may be average at, Right. But they don't energize us. They're, yeah. they're not our superpowers. Our top five to top 10 are really our superpower. So, and it, there are tons of research behind this tool. So it is not only great for work development, but also for personal development yeah. and helping you to apply strengths, whether it's as a leader, as a manager, in sales, in as an entrepreneur, but also in your marriage, yeah, parenting, and also applying strengths to even how you build your relationship with God is a way that you can apply and utilize strengths. Wow, so many applications. Okay, we're probably going to dig into that. Okay, so first of all, what are your top five? Hmm. What are your top five strengths? Yeah. Number one for me is focus. So I like to say it is what helps me to zoom in and zoom out. Number two is individualization, which is a relationship building strength. It's really my heart strength. It's my coaching strength. It's the one that loves human flourishing. Number three is achiever. So that is all about uh, entrepreneurism for me. It's all about productivity. I'm goal focused. And number four for me is command, which really another way of saying that is courage. Oh, it's not that you're bossy? Say it again. It can be bossy pants. Yes, it can. Uh, When command or any, when command is raw, it's intimidating, it's pushy, it's bossy. And believe me, my wife has worked on that part of me for many years (laughs) with her empathy strengths and developer strengths. And then number five for me is competition. 
Now, real quick, I'll also give you a little contrast. So six through 10 for me is woo, winning others over, communication, futuristic. So that's my only strategic thinking strength in my top 10. And then there is relator. So I like to go deep in relationships and loyal relationships. And then finally, significance, which means I want to make an impact. I want to leave a legacy and I don't want to just do something small. I want to do something grand. Yeah, that's really good. So first of all, I had only taken the strength. I took strengths after meeting you. And I had heard about it before. My husband had taken it. Uh, there was someone uh, that used to be on our team that had taken it and loved, loved the assessment, all of those things, but I had never taken it myself. And not that I don't, you know, I like assessments. I'm not in love with them, but I like them okay. And, but when I met you, I was just like, I, I need to take, like, I want to, I want to take this one. And when I took it, I've taken maybe three, I haven't taken some of people's favorites there, you know, their Colby's and the, and the, uh, yes, Myers Briggs. whatever, but yeah, but this was different. I'm, I'm not going to lie. This was a different experience. And when I got mine back and you get, so we did the top, I saw that top five, I saw that top 10 and then did that next report that had the whole 34, which was very interesting to look at my 34 and my husband's 34 and do yes. some comparisons on that. So mine, for those who actually care, <laughs> we do share, care. I'm going to share my top five. I have these right here handy relator. So will you give a one liner relator is it's about building loyal, authentic relationships. Yes. And number two is activator. People who are activator are like a catalyst. And that goes f- perfect with chief fire igniter. <laughs> yes. And the word that God gave me for even the season I'm in now is, is to raise up catalyst leaders, which is why I have another podcast called Kingdom yes. Catalyst CEO. So catalyst is a ma- major word for me. The third is communication. Which I've already given you a compliment how well you write and the words that you put together to communicate. So communication could be verbal and even written as well. Yes. Good. And then number four, connectedness. Yeah, this this is that spiritual strength. It's a mysterious strength, being able to connect the dots of the the invisible. Yes. And then number five is strategic. So that was yeah, my only fast. strategic one. <laughs> You're fast. You're a fast thinker. You can see all the the paths uh, and you're good at fixing problems. What was fascinating for me is I've taken assessments before and have read it and been like, eh, that's, that's about right. Eh, or that mm-hmm. eh, doesn't really resonate. Or I, when I did this one, I was like, this was so on point. Yeah. And it was very helpful to even go and look at it and say, okay, so these, and some of these things, by the way, I, I only over the last, let's say decade would have known that they were my strengths. Like, you know, you know, I'm 46, but my process of getting in alignment with God was the, was the the catalyst for me discovering things inside me that I actually didn't know existed, that I never would have had on a dream board. I never would have pursued just, you know, it was in that process of getting to know who I am in him and how he's expressed through me that began to unlock you know, some of these things that are in my top 10 that I would have never have thought mm-hmm. were inside of me. Right. So it was super confirming to be like, I'm actually living out right now, every day, the things that I'm, that I have right there at the divine design. But the other thing though, that happened, and this is why I reached out to you after I took uh, mm-hmm. strengths was like, 
I saw so much goodness in what I was reading, reading in the report and just some of the elements there and even some of the things to watch out for. But as I was looking at it, I was seeing how even our spiritual gifts, even the expressions of fivefold ministry, I was mm. starting to get these pictures of how these things play together really well and how they can be expressed even within some of these spiritual gifting. So I was reaching out to you. I was like, dude, we need to play together on some of this yes. stuff yes. because I'm seeing some stuff. And, and, you know, and so you develop leaders. I'm a champion of people and helping, you know, CEOs. Like we've got to get together and do something. So you guys, by the way, um, teaser, teaser, we are actually doing something together. We'll talk about that towards the end. So I'm yes. excited about that. But I want to talk about this because some people, some people look at assessments such as Clifton Strengths and say, mm -hmm. a believer, I'm not sure that, you know, I'm not really sure that I should take something like that because, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of idolizing things like God, God will shows me my stuff. Like, I don't, I don't need to take anything like that. What is your answer? So to somebody who has that thought process, God can do whatever he wants to do, first of all. And that. God many times uses physical, even worldly things to build his kingdom. Mm. For example, how did God do work miracles and wonders through Moses? Through his staff. Just a regular wooden staff. Mm -hmm. When the Israelites came out of uh, e Egyptian slavery, God commanded them to take the silver, the gold, the mirrors, the clothing, and they plundered the Egyptians. What was used to build the tabernacle? Mm -hmm. All of those elements, which mm -hmm. by the way, I learned from Larry Crabb way back when, when he wrote that in his, uh, his books. So what I'm saying is, is assessments are just a tool. They are not God and they are not um, divinely inspired words of God. It's a tool. I like to say that assessments don't tell us who we are. We tell the assessment who we are. Oh, hmm. That's good. That's good. And so there's a couple of thoughts that I have as you were sharing that. So one, one, one of my... One of my Shaisms is God is a source, everyone and everything else is a resource. And so mm -hmm. this, this is a resource, or like you said, it is mm -hmm. a tool. Mm -hmm. What was interesting was you were saying how it's like it's it in and of itself is like God's inspired word. But what's interesting is that the tool itself, those words are, but then when you're looking at that stuff in partnership and allowing the Holy Spirit to illuminate stuff. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. you, you realize that you will have a God-inspired experience and some illumination when, when with God, you are looking at these results because God will illuminate some stuff for you and connect some dots that are beyond the words that are, that are right, beyond the words that are in that report. I know it because I experienced it. Absolutely. And many, many of us uh, believers who have taken uh, Clifton Strengths, Strengths Finder, AKA, have found validation that these are giftings right. from God. Yeah. And they may sometimes even have the same words like, you know, for example, when you think of communication, right. That could also relate more towards evangelism yeah. or even teaching possibly. 
So learner as a strength uh, could also be linked more towards the gifting of, of teaching. Yeah. So, so there, there's definitely an alignment yeah. with scripture, but it does not supersede. That's I love it. your quote that God is a source. These other things are resources. Yeah. And so that's the main thing is even when I teach and, and work with this assessment that we don't worship the assessment and we don't worship our own strengths. Yeah. God is our strength. Yes. Now, yes, we are created in God's image. And so there is his DNA that is woven in us uniquely because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And so this is a divine language, though, that you can start using professionally and personally yeah. under the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's so good. And then when I think about there are some people who you had just talked about this, like we don't worship the assessment. Now, there's a lot of people that they wouldn't say they're worshiping the assessment. Sure. But if you have boxed yourself in like, OK, this is what this assessment said or my favorite assessments, you know, whatever mm -hmm. they are, this is what it says. And you take that as gospel for your life as this is just it. So therefore, then other things you just don't even think you have the ability or capability to do, mm -hmm. then that would also be a lie because the Holy Spirit in you, whatever, you, however you need to show up in a particular situation or circumstance, it may not be your unique design or where you major, but yet God will still use you in cer certain ways. So if we look at it and then box ourselves in, if we, if we exalt it higher than we should, mm -hmm. then we then risk saying, okay, since that doesn't look like these, these top 10, these top 10 don't seem to fit into what's needed for that, but God's calling me to that. God's calling you to that, which means he's already equipped you. So we don't want to exalt it higher, but, but as a, as a resource, it really does add so much. It really does. It's very similar to money. You know, money is a resource. It's yeah. cool. Yes. The love of money when it becomes an idol yes. is the root of all evil. Yeah. And so anything that becomes an idol and money or an assessment or, you know, anything could become an idol. So yeah. God is the source. Yeah. And yeah. so no doubt when you as a leader and your team start having a common language that you can talk about these divine talents and giftings and how you can take those talents and strengths and go from raw to refined. I like that. And learning how to manage these, you want to drive the right strength at the right speed at the right time. So there's yeah. a lot of strengths wisdom that has to take place in order to use these strengths the way God wants us to use them to build his kingdom yeah, and to bring him glory. Yeah. That's really good. What have you, when you think about, cause you've been, you've been working with this, with this tool for how many years now? 30 years. Well, since, since it first came out, yeah. uh, which is in 2001, 2001. When, uh, the first version of StrengthsFinder came out. And I think I started using the tool around 2007. So since then. Okay. Okay. Right. So many years now, many years now, <laughs> what, what have been, if you could think of, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but mm -hmm. what are some of the top things that come to mind for you that God's revealed to you through your integration of this tool with how you serve leaders in business over these last, um, multiple, multiple decades, really? 
My individualization strength, my number two strength, is what my whole business is built upon. And when I say my whole business, um, I don't mean God is what the business is built on. Yeah. But my niche of coaching is what individualization is. It's it's a people development company. Um, yeah. My company is called Strengths Champion Solutions. So we we champion leaders and teams to grow stronger, work smarter, and lead wiser. And so that individualization is training, coaching, and masterminding. Yes. And so. I would say my woo in communication is that that trainer or that keynote speaker in me. The the masterminding is definitely the the achiever as well as relater, building those close, authentic relationships over time. And coaching is right out of you know having goals and then helping people discover their own way to grow themselves personally and professionally. Yeah. That's so good. Have you ever felt like, like when you looked at, let's say your top 10 and this may not be recent, this could have happened many years ago. Mm -hmm. Was there anything that was like a, Oh, I'm surprised to see that there that you were just kind of leaning into and seeing how does this show up for me? Or did you have one of those experiences like I had, which is like, I'm already doing all of this and this is very confirming. I had both. I had validation where, you know, on, on many of my strengths, I didn't have a word for command for sure. Uh, I just thought that was bossy pants. You know? <laughs> That's what it uh, sounds like. <laughs> I knew, I knew that I had issues with that. <laughs> I didn't know it could be actually used for a strength. Right, right. Um, but, but I think one of the ahas for me was that maximizer was number 34 for me. Hmm. Now, people with Maximizer tend to like to take things that are good and make them great. Okay. They, they tend to be good polishers. And I tend to be a good enougher yeah. on many things. The key is many. Because if I can get a B and finish the class and still get what I want and need out of that class, I, I'm, that's good enough for me. Right. <laughs> but a maximizer is someone who's like, no, you got to have an A plus. It needs to be perfect. It needs to be polished. And so that's not fully me. Now, when it comes to a few different niches like professional coaching, yes, I want to be world-class in that. And so, you know, putting myself through the International Coaching Federation, I've, you know, with God's grace and help, been able to become a master certified coach, which is only about 3% of, of all coaches even oh, wow. have that designation. But that was God calling me like, I want you, Brent, to be world-class yeah. and a leader in that area. So I use focus, achiever, and competition yes. together. And that's what we call theme dynamics, by the way, theme when our dynamics. strengths work okay. together. Yes. Yeah. That's super good. And, and whereas the maximizer, you would have thought because I was so low that maybe you wouldn't kind of go to that next level or go for a master certification because, hey, this is good enough. I'm enjoying this. Yep. I'm helping people or whatever. But then there's other three and it's like God's calling you to go in further. And then you're seeing yes. how the, what did you call it? Te what did you call the dynamic? The 
So theme dynamics. Theme dynamic. Right. It's like when you have synergy, when you like when you put together your strategic, your connectedness, yes, activator. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Yeah, because I mean, I was just like, I look at all of these because I'm like, uh, as a communicator, which is big as high on me as a speaker, as a writer, as a podcaster, Mm -hmm. all of those Mm -hmm. things. I'm also a business advisor and a mentor, Mm -hmm. and the activation comes in. I'm it's, I'm a, I am absolute. It's where Chief Fire Igniter, part that came from, is like, it's the ignite, it's the igniter. It's not just the inspire, but it's an activating you into movement, right? Yes. yes. So it's not just like, hey, I want, I'm here to motivate you and move on. There's something about how God uses my voice mm-hmm. that moves, that shifts people into actual movement. So that's that catalyst part, right? So I was like, I'm literally, I'm literally living this and I love it and I'm, and I love it, right? And I love it. How do you see God using your strengths, even especially with kingdom-driven entrepreneur, when yeah. God started revealing that to you and your friend? Yeah, it's like oh, you said me and my friend. Wait, who? What are we talking about? Well, did you did you have someone else that you helped start that movement with? Oh yes, Antonina. So my co-founder from twelve from twelve years ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. co-founder. Yes. Well, so when I think about way back then. So I was just minding my own business, doing my real estate investing business. And that was a total Mm -hmm. God interruption of my life. And when I think about where I was at that time, I was very, I was still pretty performance driven at that time. Mm -hmm. I was still growing in my just ongoing relationship with the Lord at that time and understanding that the Holy Spirit even desired, even cared about my business life Mm -hmm. outside of just Mm -hmm. being ethical and being like Jesus, you know, in principle, right? The fact that he desired, I didn't. I didn't fully know all of those things at that time. I was just in this place. So I, when I think about when Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs started, honestly, it was like that was a catalyst for me to begin to discover things. Because mm-hmm. if you had asked me in 2010 if I would be speaking on stages, I would have been like, no, <laughs> I don't want to speak on stages. Like, and I'm not, an, I would think I would need to be an extrovert to do that. I'm not an extrovert. I love, I love connecting like this, like you and I are doing. I do not necessarily enjoy large groups of people, but I love people. Right. But it's just like, but they draw my energy away and I want to retreat. And, you know, so it's like, there's, there's so many things that I would not have planned for myself or dreams for myself that I'm doing now outside of writing books, writing books. I always knew I was a communicator. So I, when I was, I wrote my first book when I was in the third grade, it was called the Atari freak. <laughs> Cause I love video games. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was create when I was creating dream boards that had envision boards that had nothing to do with yeah. me seeking God, it had on there that I'd be a published author. So I knew that part. So I knew communication was, and I used to, when Phil and I were dating in college, I used to record my voice. Like I make like a mixtape for him with music and I would be the DJ doing like the quiet storm, like, you know, in, in between, you know, introducing the next song and putting these little messages between the songs. So I knew, so the idea of being a podcaster and communicating audibly, like just through audio, I was all about that. So when I kind of, when those things started to show up, it was like, yes, those are, those have been connected to me since I was little, but then a whole bunch of other stuff was just, was a process of discovery uh, Mm -hmm. in him as I was walking out the very thing. Like I'm walking out, learning how to be a kingdom driven entrepreneur by launching a community movement called Mm -hmm. kingdom driven entrepreneur, which the way I thought I was wired, I didn't think I could do something like that, but the love of God compelled me to follow his lead, despite the fact that I felt completely and utterly disqualified 
unqualified to do such. I could see where your activator is willing to to take the risk to follow yeah. God. Yeah. And I could see your connectedness, uh, seeing the invisible and and connecting kingdom principles with business. Yeah. And connecting those dots. And I mean, you're a catalyst, you know, so you've God has used you uh, to help grow this movement. Yeah. And by the way, that's when I first got introduced to you yes is actually through a mutual friend kim avery i love and him i love kim yes so much. Kim avery and and also i that's when i started reading grace over grind and your books which i i listened to on audible oh uh, good so i wanted to hear the author's voice yes it was awesome oh i love that that's so fun okay so i know you you have a meeting coming up so i know we need to wrap this up but let me at least share um, I want to share what you and I are up to, and then uh, and then we'll do this. So I'm actually pulling this up because I want to make sure I have all the details. March 21st, on March 21st, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern, Brent and I will be leading the Your Kingdom CEO Leadership Advantage Workshop, and it is going to be fire. So I am so looking forward to it. Um, we're not ready to open up registration yet, but you can get... The details of if you are a you're a kingdom driven leader in the marketplace, you're going to want to check this out. Check out the details. If you go to shaybinds.com slash workshop, I have the link in the show notes. You can hop on the email list so that you can get notified when we very shortly release all the details mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, and so open up registration. But Brent, I got to tell you, like you and I've had some chats like I I am really looking forward to us bring, bringing our, our uh, God-inspired, you know, superpowers together Yes. to work with these kingdom leaders around strengths, around fivefold ministry gift expressions, mm -hmm. these gifts of the Holy Spirit, and really helping them grow in kingdom leadership capacity. It's going to be so, so good. Yeah, this collaboration with you, Shay, is, is a dream come true, honestly, for me. And so, you know, at this stage of my life and career, you know, I'm looking at what is the 3.0 Brent and, and for my business is Strengths Champion Solutions. And I think this is an answer uh, to my prayer of God. What is it? Yeah. And so collaborating together, uh, making a bigger impact together because leaders and teams who are kingdom driven. They need to be strengthened. They need to be encouraged. They need some, some accountability and community yes. uh, to go deeper with each other for kingdom success. Yeah. So, so good. I'm so it. looking forward to you guys, you guys. So go yeah. ahead and check out the details in the show notes. And also Brent, shout out your, if people want to get some information about you and your business, where do they go? Yeah. Just go to brentobannon.com, brentobannon.com. Com. I'm on LinkedIn as well. That's a great place to connect with me. But definitely check out uh, all the free resources we have at BrentOBannon.com. Got it. So we've got that linked up in the show notes as well. Brent, dude, this has been Love fun. It. And I look forward. We have all kinds of fun kingdom shenanigans coming up in the future. And I'm looking forward <laughs> to all of them. So thanks for joining me today. We may need to get that domain, KingdomShenanigans.com. <laughs> <laughs> I have, now I have two domains to look up, you know, when I get off right now, when I get right now. Thank you so much. All right. I appreciate you. Enjoyed it.